We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, week 13, rankings presented by DraftKings. If you want to find the full rankings list, hit the description or just go to DraftKingsPlaybook.com. You want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, also hit the description and play in the Pat Mayo Experience. Listeners League, $15 to play, three max entry, no rake, 2,500 spots. It fills very quickly, so I suggest you go reserve your entry Right now, flat payouts, double your money for coming just in the cash. It's set up, I mean, we went through the entire thing. It's set up perfectly. Also, if you want projections, the optimizer, all of the tools that you need to succeed on DraftKings or in the betting market, ftndaily.com. It's heavily discounted at the moment. You use code MAYO, you get yourself an extra discount on top of that, all right? Good for the Christmas season. You got nothing to do sticking around. You can't leave your house. You might as well bet on football or play DraftKings football. Hey, golf is coming around back too. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on this time of year. Remember to smash the like button to the video as well and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. If you want your start sick question answered, highly suggest you tune into the Friday show where in the comment section of that video, I will be taking start sick questions and responding to everyone who leaves the question in there right now. Tricky week. For rankings, not going to lie to you, as week 12 hasn't finished yet and will not finish for like another (laughs) 30 hours or so by the time of this recording. So once again, the rankings are going to change throughout the course of the week. If something happens in the Wednesday game with injuries or there's just new situations that arise, we hear about injuries we didn't know about. So again, the updates for the rankings will happen every single day in the column. Of course, I cannot go back and edit the show once it's released. Shockingly enough, that is not how video works. You know who does know that? Jake Seeley from TheAthletic.com. What's up, man? What's up? I was actually looking back at your contest. Didn't do so well last week because the Christmas season, I have five snowflakes in there, including two of your boys, Beasley and then Hunt from last week. Beasley threw a touchdown, though. He had like double-digit points, didn't he? 9.3. Really? That sucks for him. Bummer. 
I, I was big on the Kareem bees. Hunt. I was big on Kareem Hunt last week. Just did not work out whatsoever. I know you skewed me. Yeah, <laughs> you skewed it me over to Kareem Hunt. Ho- hopefully, I got you on board with Austin Eckler. Like if he plays, you have to play him. Oh no! I, I yeah, I was with you on that one. I was tweeting that out. I had Austin Eckler inside my top fifteen for seasonal, and I actually, it, surprisingly enough, I had Austin Eckler. What was my other? I had another strong play. And even so, still, I had a miserable DraftKings week overall. I had Kyle Rudolph in some places. I had the Saints defense, which was obvious, but it was just a bad week. <laughs> I'll discuss it on the DraftKings show later in the week. I, I still, I mean, the Saints scored 14 DraftKings points. I think they were like the eighth highest scoring defense of the week. Like anytime you find yourself in that situation, especially with a fantasy defense, like the floor is always going to be really good. So cash game wise that you play, I didn't expect them to throw so many picks because they barely threw the ball. I expected them to run the entire time. <laughs> Even if they got down, they just kind of punt the game away that I, I did think it was better to pivot off of the Saints D and just don't use them anywhere solely because once you face so many rushing attempts, you really decrease the value right. of the defense going against. Now it ended up working out uh, just because they only give up. Well, three points and generated those turnovers but there was still a lot of like falcons d was the d to play or carolina d yeah and and the real the biggest thing was as you and i were talking about before the show this was the first week in a long time i legitimately forgot and didn't even check all the lineups that i had already set earlier in the week because all these stupid changes and then what was going on with the Broncos and like we were, you and I said it, I have never updated a single week of rankings more than I did for week 12. And it's still not even over yet. Yeah. Technically you can still be updating the rankings as we go. I've already moved on to week 13 though. I found it incredibly difficult to do the rankings this week. So I think I have a good grasp on it, but honest to God, looking at it, like once you get past like five guys at one position, it's like, Oh, what, what am I doing now? Like running back. Let's start with the running back. I'll go through the injury report to kick it off. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Miles Gaskin, Todd Gurley, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and Tevin Coleman I have in the rankings. Out of the rankings for the moment, James Conner, Philip Lindsay, Salvan Ahmed, Kalen Balaz, Justin Jackson, David Johnson, and Devonta Freeman is likely out. Officially out, Joe Mixon is not eligible to return from injured reserve as of yet. So those five guys at the top, Dalvin Cook, number one, despite the fact that he's dealing with an ankle injury, <laughs> sounds like he's going to play. James Robinson, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and Nick Chubb. After that, it gets just bananas. So I have David Montgomery (laughs) at number six in probably the most painful ranking I've ever had to make, but he plays all of the snaps. Ryan Null's not taking touches away from Detroit is a fantastic opportunity. Trubisky does kill the Lions historically too. I think his four best fantasy games ever are against the Lions. But if you're going to tell me 20 touches against the Lions, like I can't project that for anyone else on this list. I have Carson at seven, Elvin Kamara at eight, Latavius Murray at nine, because all the Saints want to do is run the ball with Taysom Hill. Uh, Aaron Jones at number 10. Like I don't feel good about that Kamara ranking. I don't feel good about that Latavius Murray ranking, but what the hell are you going to do? Miles Sanders above them? No. Mm, I, like I gotta tell you, at this point, I'd put at least Antonio Gibson even in that matchup over both of them. I think Amer- I think look, Alvin Kamara, his ability is that he can take one to the house on any. We know the explosiveness, but if, this is what I said in the waiver column when I do my concern section, like how concerned I am about players. So I said if you take the name off the jersey, and I told you eleven to twelve carries, nothing in the passing game for the Saints you wouldn't be that interested even on the Saints. And that's the problem is it's 11 to 12 carries. It's what Kamara has been for the entire season, but now it's a zero. And it's actually negative last week in the passing game. So I look at it, 12 carries. Could he do more than most? Sure. And I think that to your point about Miles Sanders, with what just happened in that game, Miles Sanders is not getting that bulk of the work that he was before he got hurt with Boston Scott mixed in more. So I wouldn't go that far, but somebody like Antonio Gibson, and I know DeAndre Swift is a risk because, hey, 
Daryl Belville might be worse than Patricia. That's that's a possibility. So I mean, in the fact that he leans on Adrian Peterson or Carryon Johnson. So I'm just saying, Kamara wouldn't fall that far. But I think I would definitely go Aaron Jones. I would definitely go Antonio Gibson. If Josh Jacobs practices Thursday, as in like not waiting till Friday and then get a limited session, but if he gets a full practice in already on Thursday, I would even go Josh Jacobs over him. It's funny, the Josh Jacobs thing that every time he's been on the injury report this season, he's laid an absolute egg in your fantasy lineup. Every time he has not <laughs> appeared on the injury report, he's been awesome. It's it's a That's who, that's why I said I want him practicing used, Thursday. Who used to be the guy who did it? Stefan Diggs in Minnesota. Like anytime he was just randomly on the injury report, don't play him. It was such a That I, was I, old I, and, Roddy White. Yeah, Roddy White was, was exactly the same other way. night. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he I was don't, the best. That's why I love Roddy White. Because he I, used to just tell us, hey, I'm, don't play me this week. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is like a real thing or not, but like I, I would expect Gaskin to step back into his regular role if he's act. He was close to being activated last week. I would expect him in if he sits again and Ahmed sits. Like I'm not playing any of the Dolphins running backs. Like if you told me like guaranteed 15 touches from these guys, I'm with you. Swift and Gibson. But like I don't think Kamara, Murray, or Jones or Carson. <laughs> probably you can guarantee 15 <laughs> touches too. the issue with the saints guys is that Taysom Hill is pulling a Josh Allen and stealing all the touchdowns too. Right. It's worse. He's Cam Newton. That's what we said from day one of these Cam Newton. You know, what's funny is you said 15 touches go further down Wayne Gallman and Duke Johnson yeah. are guaranteed 15 touches and, and, and Gio Bernard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could conceivably go there. I will say even at 21, I personally would have most dirt higher. It's similar to what you said about Austin Eckler. I said, I know we all hate to try to trust Shanahan, but the one thing he has proven over the past two years, when Moster is healthy, he's his guy. He had 65% of the carries in his first game back, even with that Jeff Wilson work. And it's not probably going to be Jeff Wilson every single game. It'll be Jarek McKinnon in the next one. But he gave him 65 carries in a bad matchup. I think he had about 65 or 70 yards against the Rams the first time earlier this season. I think it was week five or six. But Mostert's his guy. I would put Mostert higher just because he has been proven to be Shanahan's like Mostert's my guy. Everybody else is mixed in unless he gets hurt. I do expect Tevin Coleman to return this week. Not that this is a huge impact, but, that, but that's like, I do. That's like six carries here, six carries there. And if they do fall behind, they're not going to be able to run the entire time. And it's just a, it's a really wonky matchup. Cause I don't know the bills defense looked really good last week, which is the first time I can say that in down 10 weeks, In the entire year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was very surprised at how well they were able to manage the chargers offense. It was basically like here, Austin Eckler, take whatever you want. And that's about all you can do today. I think we could put a little bit of that on Anthony Lynn and the offensive calls there because there was times where Joshua Kelly were getting touch was getting touches that were Austin Eckler touches. Like who you're getting them out in space, what are you doing? And then like that fourth and one or third and one, whatever it was, or like that goal. There was just some opportunities there which just like this, why are you doing the Joshua Kelly? So I, I agree with you. They looked good, uh, but they could not stop Austin Eckler in the passing game. And I'm not saying that Mostert, so this is where I'm going with this. Is Mostert's not going to get eight targets, but he got two in his first game back. He gets two, three, four in games, uh, very similar to Nick Chubb. And on top of that, this would be Jarek McKinnon. And even if Tevin Coleman gets a six, as you're talking about, I just think that comes at the expense of Jeff Wilson. Like Jeff Wilson's just going to go back to zero or one like he was when all three of these guys were healthy. The issue with Jeff Wilson is that that zero or one is going to come on the one yard line. <laughs> It's only happened a few times. We just always remember it because it's so frustrating. So I guess I should, t- like, if I move Mostert up, 
do I put like Gallman and Duke Johnson and Drake and Bernard and Mostert above like Miles Sanders at 14 and like keep Josh Jacobs at 15 and move the rest of the guys to 14 and Sanders behind them? I, I'm really, and even Chris Carson, who Carlos Hyde ended up with more carries than he did. I don't know why. I think it was the first uh, game back. Uh, apparently Carson wasn't injured, but apparently he was at the same time. I still trust in Chris Carson, but that was not encouraging despite him looking better than Carlos Hyde that entire game. It just, it's, yeah. it's just sort of a clusterfuck of guys in here. I, I, I've never really i can't really remember a week like i have benny snell ranked at number 22 and that's assuming that connor doesn't come back for the following week but that's going to be highly affected by the distribution of running back touches and targets in the wednesday afternoon game (laughs) i mean might be mcfarland before we even know true and you know i brought this up in the waiver column and kind of just for everybody out there i wonder if you're on the same page as me i told people that I would stash both of them if they're out there. I know Snell was picked up a lot already, but go get McFarland too because Connor almost set out this season to begin with. And now that he has it, maybe he has it and it's not affecting him very heavily. And he's like, fine, I'm going to come back because now I have it and it's out of the way. But there's also a scenario where given what he's gone through with like the cancer treatments in the year past and what he's come back from that, I mean, I just, I I think it's probably 10% chance but just be out there just in case he could decide just, hey, it's not worth it for my health. Uh, I would tend to agree. I think you go pick up both of them. And in all the leagues that I have James Conner, I had Benny Snell kind of linked to him just because it seemed like James Conner was a bit of an injury risk. And when he got hurt in week two, that I just ended up with Benny Snell on a bunch of teams just as a protection right. type of method. Uh, I'm with you, though. Anthony McFarlane could end up being the guy. But from what we've seen so far when Connor is out, Snell is the lead. That doesn't mean he's the bell cow, but he is the lead. And he had been garnering those goal line touches anyway with Connor in that if it breaks down to anything and there's a carry from the, the three yard line, at least the first one, I do think still goes to Benny Snell. It doesn't mean <laughs> you shouldn't go pick up Anthony McFarlane, but I think that he's going to be given the chance chance to do this yeah and similar to that is the goal line opportunities that's the other good thing about Wayne Gallman I mean all he does is score touchdowns and they pulled the Nick Chubb but he fortunately got it on fourth down it's four straight runs from the two and he got in on the fourth down so you know if you're going for these type of situations what I was going to go back to saying about this top 20 is there's a lot of talent in bad situations whether it's split touches not knowing what it's going to be also poor matchups versus these poor like not they're not poor talents they're not the talent of aaron jones guys but they're the ones getting the 20 touches and so you know i don't even know that wayne gallman gets the seahawks is as good matchup as it was four or five weeks ago the seahawks run defense was always the past defense was abysmal but they've been playing good the past three weeks and like that's not a great matchup duke johnson against the colts is somewhat enticing but put it this way pat if anybody asks you and says hey i want to start Kenyon Drake over Alvin Kamara. I think yeah. what we're getting to here at this point, do everybody from whatever you think through 20. Yeah. Whatever you think, <laughs> just go like, if you have a, have the hunch that Drake and I can't really make a compelling argument the other way, I can make it on both sides. I can make it against both sides. If you want to go do it, just go for it. I'm even okay. Going down to Zeke. Look, it was just last week, recency bias, where everybody was like, oh, Zeke's fine. 100 yards. He's fine. Yes. And then last week comes and yes, it was a crap game. Zeke played like junk and he fumbled, but something I even tweeted out was like Adrian Peterson still has a higher fumble rate per touch than Zeke does for his career. It's just compounded by the fact that Zeke hasn't been as good since Dak's gone down. By the way, before Dak went went down, double digits all of the first five games, including the sixth game, the first game without him, and was scoring touchdowns regularly. So it's just people who just want to pile on him, I think, because of the contract. And I think that's part of it. It's like 
you've ruined this team because we're spending all this money on you. It's not that bad. And I'm not saying you're wrong to have them down that far. But when we're in this conversation of having 18 to 20 touches, I still think they're going to turn to Zeke. I know Tony Pollard's looking good, but I still think Zeke is going. That's 15 plus, I would say, is still a guarantee. I think he's around that. He's almost in the like Kamara role right now, though. When Andy Dalton first took over, I think he saw like five targets and six targets in his first two games. No, five catches and six catches his first two games. He's getting like two targets a game now. Like He's just not a part of their passing game whatsoever. If he was right. and that was still consistent, then I would feel a little bit better about like, oh, he has a floor. But as we just saw, he has no floor anymore. Yeah, so for that, it's actually his two receptions was a high. It's actually since week seven, two targets, two targets, three, two, three. At the same time, 19 carries, 18 carries, 21 carries, and then that let down on Thanksgiving against Washington. And again, I, that's what's in everybody's mind. And you, right before that game, just even throwing out the receptions, 18, 19, 21 carries. So that's I still think he's got a nice floor. He's not the Zeke of a top five because even in that game, what do you have? 18.4. Oh, that's almost top five, 18.4. I just think that the floor is a lot lower than it's ever been with a Zeke Elliott, and that's why people are so scared. So lack of passing game, injuries on the offensive line, and the matchup against the, the Ravens is not a great one, even with their banged-up defense. It's still you know a median to a slightly <laughs> above average difficulty. Uh, they might have 50% of it. But they might have everyone back at this point, too. Like I have no idea what's going on. Like, like, did when Dobbins and Ingram went on the COVID list, did you think that there was ever a pause? I, I know the game kept getting pushed, but I just assumed they were out at least, you know, seven days, but it turns out that's not the case. I, I don't understand it. Is it 10? Are they up to, because what it's supposed to be from the report is it's 10 days for close tracing. You don't have it. And so like, or wait, you have it. No, that's what it is. It's 10 days. You're asymptomatic and you have it 14 days. If you do have it and symptoms, and then it's the contract tracing where Matthew Stafford can come back in the same week, as long as you get the two negatives. But I thought they were, they had it. They had no symptoms. So it would be 10 days. So have, would tomorrow be seven, 10 days? I think that's what it is. I think tomorrow's the 10th day. It's all very confusing to me. Lamar Jackson. It is. Lamar Jackson's not playing in week 13, right? Or can he play? Because that game's uh, on a Monday now. He might be able to now. <laughs> Wait, is it Monday or is that the one that got pushed to Tuesday? I thought there was another Tuesday one now. Is there another Tuesday? This is <sighs> Fantasy football used to be so much more fun when it was like, Yeah, it's oh. Tuesday. Dallas, Baltimore's Tuesday. It used to just be like, hey, uh, the guy has an ankle injury. We're going to find out at 11.35 a.m. <laughs> Eastern time on Sunday whether he's going to play or not. Then we'll scramble for a lineup. <laughs> now it's just like, I don't know. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I, th- I think Lamar Jackson can play if he's okay because they that's the Tuesday thing. They pushed it back to Tuesday. Now, that's why everybody's bitching and complaining about what happened with the Titans earlier this year and the Broncos, how they were made an example because they, you know, they broke the rules legitimately and this is different and they're saying this is just a breakout and whatever. But, yeah, I, I, nobody knows. They, they, the NFL has been changing the rules as they go along, honestly. So, I think Lamar Jackson can play against the Cowboys, but don't you know, don't guarantee that's I'm, I'm truthful about that. Don't you miss the days of the doubtful tag, by the way? Because it was just kind of like, hey, we know that you're more than questionable to likely be out. I do miss the doubtful tag. That's that's why I have to do the likely in, likely out in the column. Yeah. Just like, you know, that there's 
they're saying this is the injury, but he's questionable to play. And before it'd be like, if you had the Q tag, like nine out of 10 times you were going to play like the, the Brian, right. the Brian Westbrook honorary Q tag where he had it every single week of his career, but he always ended up playing it, like, <laughs> the entire Patriots offense. Exactly. But if you had the D <laughs> next to your name, it'd be like one in 50 times you're going to end up playing. It'd be like a huge surprise if that ended up happening. I much preferred it. By the way, what? I was going to say somebody's about to timestamp that and put it in the comments. Jake, you have the, you have the filthiest mind going. <laughs> I just I read your comments on your videos. I know your listeners. <laughs> They're good people. I appreciate them. Uh, so the twenty-one to thirty range, I'll probably end up moving up Mostert, but I have Mostert, Benny Snell, Naheem Hines, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Harris, J.K. Dobbins. I'm guessing he's going to be the lead for the game against the Cowboys. Well, I guess we'll see after the Wednesday game. You have Cl- time to update. Okay, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Todd Gurley, James White, Frank Gore, and then into Jonathan Taylor, who's expected to be back, uh, I think, <laughs> J.D. McKissick, Hyde Edwards, Zach Moss, Chase Edmonds, Jamal Williams, Cam Akers, Adrian Peterson, and Le'Veon Bell. Cam Akers got some significant run, and now the stat world is going crazy. I saw Twitter going all gaga over Cam Akers, Jake. Uh, here's the issue. He's one of three guys in a backfield that barely rushes in touchdowns to begin with. Like, as good as he could be, what's he going to get, 30% of the touches? Like, pass? Mm, yeah, and that's the biggest thing. And, you know, a lot of it came on one play. And I, I'm not the person, you know this, I'm not the person that ever wants to take a play away from somebody. But in a situation like this, I will put a little bit of credence into it because similar to Zach Moss in a complete split, split backfield, that one big play kind of inflates what it looks like was a 50-50 split. And it looks like, oh, Zach Moss had the better day. Yeah, he busted one, and that's the ability of some of these players. That's why I don't like taking it away. But at the same time, this is a third, a third, a third. Most weeks, the touches were very similar. There's just more in the passing game for some, almost nothing for Malcolm Brown. And here's the interesting thing, Pat. I was, tw- I was tweeted this out earlier this morning. The last four weeks of running backs facing eight men in the box. So there's two possibilities here. Is one is the Rams are super transparent and maybe McVeigh's being caught, or two, everybody's just saying, go ahead and try to beat us, Jared Goff, which is kind of what I lean to. The top five Hunt, Madison, Malcolm Brown, Henderson at four, and then Peyton Barber, and then Akers is at six. Three of the top six facing eight man boxes are these running backs to what you're talking about is like even trying to run it in at the goal line. Hmm, that's really interesting. It must be a schematic thing. I, I I think it's more of like, yeah, I think it's more the defense is schematically saying, go ahead and try to beat us, Jared Goff. Or like I said, maybe they're just very transparent in their 12 sets and 11 sets. And people just know, like they figured out. So two years ago, they figured out how to beat Jared Goff was disguise your defense. Don't show it. Stay in the huddle until the last possible second. And that's when you can watch and see Jared Goff's numbers come off is maybe they've defenses have figured it out. And it's kind of telling whether or not they're running the ball. Here's the other one, interesting one. You know who's at 0.0% in the last four weeks of facing eight-man boxes? J.D. McKissick. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Well, yeah, that, that actually makes an incredible amount of sense. It, no, it does, but what I'm saying is that's kind of worse for what he's been doing. Like He should be doing a hell of a lot better in that offense and not ever facing eight-man in the box. Yeah, maybe there's just one problem. He's not any good. He's not any good. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see if year two goes a little bit better for Clyde Edwards. Or maybe maybe they're saving all of his good plays for the playoffs, like they did with Damian Williams are. last year. <laughs> Does the Antonio Gibson at 5.5% almost at the bottom worry you at all with Gibson? Because I, I only ask that because I see some people out there tweeting that if you watch Antonio Gibson's games, he's facing a lot of wide-open lanes. 
I mean, I, I don't know anything to the contrary. I guess we'll have to see if defenses adjust to him and stack the box. And if he starts to struggle, then he starts to struggle. I, I you see it sometimes with some running backs where it doesn't really make a difference. And other times that does right. like, I, I don't think that I'm smart enough to know how to project that out. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's the flip side of it, too, as Emory Hunt used to always say when he was working at the athletic is sometimes the eight man box is the best thing a running back can see because you make one guy miss and you're see gone. you later. You're gone. Yeah, now, that's actually a really good point. Emory played running back, right? Yep. Okay. Small school running back. That's why he loves the small schools. He loves the small school running backs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's I see. mean, honestly, look, th- this he is. This is why he finds the James Robinsons because he's fu- he's spending the same amount of time with the SEC teams as he is with the small schools. Yeah, Emory Hunt, one of the best Twitter follows too. He had a nice breakdown of Hinton on the weekend too. Uh, didn't really work yeah. out if you played Hinton. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody well, playing Hinton worked out. Did you play him in any of your leagues? No, I picked him up to play him as my flex over Michael Pittman, and then at the last second, I was like, "What am I doing? <laughs> I'm just gonna play Michael Pittman." Although Michael <laughs> Pittman, actually, Pittman I, sucked. <laughs> I, I say I got saved. Honestly, I was I picked him up in one league for the four o'clock game for him versus Ronald Jones, and it was if I was going to be down by a lot, I was going to play Pittman or uh, Hinton. It's for the, you know, the pure upside. And it was, I was down, but I was down by close enough that I was like, yeah, I'll just keep Ronald Jones in there, which worked out really well. Well, the, I had the like touch projections. I was like, I have no idea how good this guy is or how bad this guy is. But I would say he gets between eight and 12 rushes and eight and 12 pass attempts. And if that's the case, that makes him like wide receiver 41. If that's the way that you right. want to play, just because that's a lot of touches to get. I didn't think he'd be such a, like, I thought he'd be a disaster, but that was like epic level disaster. <laughs> that was old that made Nathan Peterman nah I was gonna say it made Nathan Peterman look good but maybe not no Sam Darnold has still had worse games which is funny yeah. who was the one with seven interceptions in the one game for Detroit oh what the hell's his name it's not Orlovsky uh, no it's arguably the worst game of all time at quarterback seven interceptions somebody somebody hey do you want to do your giveaway for that name him first person to name him yeah, I don't have anything to give away right now. I'm doing giveaways over the Christmas season to try to entice people to come back. Do you have anything else on running backs, or do you want to move on to wide receivers? Mm, I'm looking down the list. No, I, I, how, <laughs> I'm going to do it for you. Would Devontae Booker be a must-start? I'm not saying where yes. would you put him. Yes, he, he, must, would, he, yeah. Would, yeah, okay. yeah. he okay. would be. He would be for you too, right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, but I'd be a little bit cautious, like the Duke Johnson type situation. That, that he's not better than Duke Johnson, but I'd probably put him right around the Gallman Duke Johnson. Actually, you have Josh Jacobs at 15. He probably would just slide into that spot for me. Yeah, well, that ranking is more predicated on that. Even if he plays, he'll probably not necessarily be limited, but I would expect that the touch share between Jacobs and Booker would be like 60, Booker 40, than, 65, yeah. 35, yeah. like that kind of thing. Instead of Jacobs being like 85% because he'll probably try to limit him a little bit. Right. Okay. And, and with no Richard around, I don't know whether he's coming back or not this week, but that would just leave basically Booker in the backfield to absorb the catches and carries, which would be huge. Are you sad you haven't been able to say Rocky Richard for weeks? I mean, he's as an anti-vaxxer, he's doing his thing right now. <laughs> this is his time. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was anything to do with what he was doing. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I assume he's out like in protests or something like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, wide receivers. <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, yeah, weird sidebar. That always stuck with me was that weird tweet, just the anti-vax tweet from Jalen Rocket Richard. I was like, huh, did not peg him as an anti-vaxxer. But here we are. (laughs) 
Uh, wide receiver rankings for the week. Also, subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Smash the like for the video. And if you enjoy MTV's The Challenge, which I do, and I listen, if you give it a chance, you shall enjoy it as well. I have a free fantasy game up right now, a full preview show up on Mayo Media Network. Plus, I released three shows today, Tuesday, uh, with my friends from The Challenge Chronicles who re-watch old seasons of The Challenge and then talk about them. I highly enjoy because I enjoy old seasons of The Challenge. But those episodes are up on Mayo Media Network right now. If you go watch The Duel, the, the fans voted the number one season of the challenge, so got them to rewatch it. Those shows are up. You can watch them all on CBS All Access right now. But you can go join the free Pat Mayo Experience Challenge Fantasy League for season 38. Total Madden, or no, that's not, that was last season. Double Agents starts on like December 9th or something like that. So, wide receiver like ring. One of the challenge girls follow you on Twitter or something? And like, probably from the past. I'm, I'm big in the challenge world, so they should. Like, some, something Kerr or something is her name? Maybe. I, Jake, you have a far better grasp of who follows you than I do. <laughs> no, it's, it's following you. I just happened to see, like, because there was one, and you're talking about the challenge stuff, and she liked something or whatever, and was, like, following you. Like, I, uh, I just, I don't remember. Something Kerr, I think. Sweet story. Uh, <laughs> wide receivers. Likely in. I got Kenny Galladay and Danny Amendola, who have the same hips as my grandma at this point, apparently. But I'm going to guess that they're going to play this week, maybe. It's been, you know, 10 days since. Uh, Brandon Ayuk going to return from the COVID-19 list. Adam Thielen likely to return from the COVID-19 list, I think. We'll see. Likely out. Julio, Hump Daddy, DJ Chark, Chris Conley, Larry Fitz, uh, Zacchaeus, Willie Sneed. Maybe this will get updated out. <laughs> Preston Williams, Julian Edelman, John Brown, Will Fuller, who got suspended, and Randall Cobb um, with his toe injury. So number yeah, one. Yeah, Kenny Galladay is miraculously going to get better this week. There's no question about it. I played him in the Flex League last week. That, I saw that. I wasn't I wasn't even trolling you for you, that. You, you, I didn't you even notice the Kenny Galladay part. blast for that. <laughs> I got so distracted. It's like, do you really think I'm caring about this? I got content. I'm like, I'm doing a live show. I can't go just adjust all my teams. I'm sorry. I legitimately, the only reason I tweeted that, like for everybody out there, I wasn't putting you on blast. I didn't even notice the Kenny Galladay thing. I only pulled up the matchup because you ended up facing Tyreek Hill. And I was like, oh God, like Pat was on a run and he got stuck facing Tyreek Hill. So that was why I tweeted it out. And then that's what I saw. It wasn't Tyreek Hill. I just got, I got, I I faced Gibson, Deshaun and Fuller on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's what, I'm down a hundred points. Great. Yeah, I knew it was really bad, and that's what I was tweeting about. And people mocked both of you because Jamie had a Thursday guy in his flex, and then you had a Kenny Galladay in your lineup. So I, I mean, I also know. had a Thursday guy in my flex. Did you? And I think I had Miles Gaskin in at the time too. I mean, look, that's the, like week twelve was a madhouse for us. Yeah, there's a lot of spinning. That's the one problem that uh, it's really hard to be. Like when people look at, especially like DraftKings pros when they're putting out stuff, like you rarely see a lot of DraftKings like pro pros do a show from like noon to one or 11 to one on Sunday. Cause you know, they have right. lineups to go input. If people are doing their shows, uh, they're probably not the highest stakes player myself included. I'm just throwing that out there because you either focus on your content or you focus on your lineups. And sometimes, right. and sometimes lineups have to go by the wayside for the providing of the content. That's my job. It's not playing the leagues. It's actually talking about the stuff. So that's the one shitty part uh, about some of this. Uh, I still have a chance in that hundred percent. And I started off. So- yeah. You, you still, you still do. Uh, let's see. I'm in sixth right now. Is Azer going to lose? Yeah, Azer's getting demolished, so I can still catch. How are you looking at points? Uh, I'm ahead of everyone who's trying to pack, except for, let's see here. How many points did this guy score? Did he even Because for everybody out there, we do six seat goes to points. So Oh, shit, really? Why. Yeah. Oh, Eric Young is definitely going to get the points in. He has like 1,500 points, and he's in last. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. That's why we do six to points. So I have to catch Azer then. 
which I and Azer's going to lose though, right? Azer's going to lose, so he has to lose next week. And I Adam Azer of CBS Sports. Yeah, and I need to win, and I'll pass him because I have more points. Yeah, but see, that's what happened. Like to go back to your point about that, that's why I, I had a miserable week in DraftKings because I'm like you. I actually do the show later. We're on from eleven till afternoonish, and then I'm updating the seasonal rankings for everybody out there. So the last thing I'm doing is usually. So that's why I'm not putting four and five figures into DraftKings on Sunday morning because I know that's probably pissing half of it away. <laughs> Yeah. And the, the, I mean, you texted me. He's like, why, why are all the chiefs so owned in your contest? I was like, ah, we gave up that stack. I, I played it yeah. and barely cashed. <laughs> it's not like, yeah, it's not that it didn't make sense. I was just curious because if you looked at the ownership, your contest, it was like twice the ownership of most every other like contest, like big contest. And I was just like, I was like, you had to have talked about it or something. And we did. That was the stack of the week. That and I played the Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins stack, which was putrid. So that was fun too. Devontae Adams, number Ooh. one in the rankings. Keenan Allen, number two. Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Tower Lockett. Just play both of them. Just Lockett's going to have a huge week or a bad week. That's just the way that's going to work. Just play them. <laughs> Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson into Devontae Parker. This is assuming Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting. AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Ridley, assuming Julio is sitting once again. Debo Samuel, Kenny Galladay, Scoran McLaurin, Stefan Diggs, and Jarvis Landry. Landry had a you nice want a rebound. Devontae week. Parker thing for you? What's that? Oh, yeah, he did. Devontae Parker. So he just spent the most he has all season, 28% in the slot. He had been averaging about 21%. Is tw- er, season high, 12 snaps in the slot. Previous high was eight and nine. Uh, he did it five times. And the report is they saw something in that game where he's getting better yards after the catch working on the slot. So Parker might even see an uptick this week with even more slot opportunities in the way that Fitzpatrick and him are gelling in the slot. So just to throw that out there. Basically, whenever Fitzpatrick starts, play Devontae Parker. That, that's right. Sort but of I'm saying the thought. ceiling could be back to like last year. Like that, we might. That would that, be nice. You know, I could use that. Yeah. That would okay. be really nice. Uh, yeah. Are, are you confident? So here's where I, I, I'm going to, I'll guess I'll give you my side of the Jarvis Landry thing first and then see what, cause you said, yeah, he had a nice game and he does look about a hundred percent healthy. Like we know he was lingering towards the beginning of the season, but it's Baker Mayfield. And I had a decent amount of watching that game cause I was getting frustrated with Kareem Hunt. And so I tuned into that game and then I saw that shot. He took, I actually was surprised he came back after that cause he was hurt after that one. But all that being said, Baker Mayfield, he's done this before. He gets this tunnel vision. And I feel like in this matchup, I'm watching. I had a lot of Kaderil Hodge in some seasonal leagues, too. And I, that was the other reason I was getting frustrated. And he's 12 and Higgins is 82. Or wait, it's the other way around. That's the thing. Is they're both two. So that was frustrating me, too. But the point being is I'm watching both of them get open. And I'm watching him still go to Landry, still go to Landry, still go to Landry. Do you think this was a matchup week in Baker's tunnel vision? Or do you think that Jarvis Landry is maybe back into being consistent top 20? I don't think that he's going to be consistently top 20. But just in in lieu of everything else with some of these matchups, that if you have him, you play him. You, you saw, yeah. you saw I, what I the just, upside is. And this could be a better matchup because you would expect the Titans to score points that all Cleveland... Just running the ball probably isn't going to cut it against the Titans. You're going to have to pass a little bit. And first look just seems to be Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I just I don't think it'll be as great as it was last week for what people are hoping for. Yeah. 
I know. I I would agree with you on that. Uh, 21, Robert Woods, Brendan Cooks, Chase Claypool, Michael Pittman, Sterling Shepard, Alan Lazard, Juju Smith-Schuster, T. Higgins, Tim Patrick, and LaVisca Chenault at Minnesota. Uh, Were you surprised? I still have Crowder, the highest ranked of the Jets guys, at 31. Should I severely Hmm. move him down after what we saw last week? Yeah, there's some. I'll get some other numbers. I was actually looking into that. So the two games with Flacco, Perriman, air targets and target percentage is 21 and 21 about air yards per target and 21 and 29% for Perriman and, P- and Mims in target percentage. In those games, Crowder, obviously, 8 and 11. But last week with Darnold, he did see an uptick to 10 and 18. But Perriman and Mims, despite the fact that their target percentage was higher it actually was 29 and 29.6. They were tied. Their air yards were down, but the target percentage was much higher than Crowder. So it wasn't that immediate. I was on Crowder last week. You I do. thought Sam Darnold back under center, Crowder all day long, back to top 25. The target percentage was actually like worse if you look at it for Joe Fleck. Now, the air yards were worse for Mims and Perriman, but the target percentage was there. So I still would give him one more game as Jameson Crowder, but it just might be a mess going forward. It might be very similar to, I'm trying to think, like, I was going to say the Bills, but Stefan Diggs is just so easy in the front by himself. The Raiders. It might just be one week it's one guy, one week is the next guy, one week is the next guy. And the issue is Sam Darnold still hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in September. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say he's not any good. He's not, <laughs> but you're gonna... that, that there, is, there is a just nugget for you to prove that he's not very good. Right. Yeah, so there's the downside to it. So, you know what? If I'm setting my lineup, I might shoot for the ceiling of Perriman, and I would still go Perriman slightly over Mims, but see, I would go, I would go, I would go just... Mims over Perriman. I actually watched a lot of that Dolphins-Jets game that just the first look always seemed to be to Mims. And he just seems like he's bad. Yeah, well, it, the, the target percentage was exactly the same, so um, it may, it's kind of like a perception, but I'm going to go with the guy who's out there. He's only out there slightly more. That's the other thing, too. Crowder was actually third in snaps and routes between the three of them. Well, there was just a lot of crossing routes for Mims, which I didn't see from Perriman, which I was really surprised at. Like, to get him out of the sideline, to get him off Xavier Howard or Byron okay. Jones, depending on where he was lined up. Just a lot of crossing routes across the field where Perriman was still doing most of his damage near the sidelines. And if you're talking about Sam Darnold, at quarterback, that's certainly fair. I'll, I have not watched all 60 minutes of that game, so I, I will I will lean to your knowledge of that one. You're, you're slacking <laughs> on that one. So maybe I'll bump down credit. I'll think about that more. I think we were all just too pissed off at freaking uh, the, the, like we had to like rely on anybody in that game. Yeah, it's true. So Crowder at Frank 31. Orr. Crowder at 31. Yeah. Amari Cooper at 32. Boyd, Corey Davis, Cole Beasley, the Bees. Marquise Brown, Denzel Mims, Gabriel Davis, Marvin Jones, Demir Bird. And then you got Hunter Renfro, some C.D. Lamb, Jacoby Myers, Brendan Ayuk. He's coming back. Jerry Judy, Jalen Rager, Nelson Aguilar, Darius Slayton, who had a nice zero last week. Thanks for showing up, Darius Slayton. Mike Williams and Christian Kirk. And then, like, other, like, random guys. If both the Jacksonville players are out again, you can play Colin Johnson, probably 2L Colin. Had a touchdown. He was nice. Kiki (laughs) Cutie. I I don't really know what's going on with the Texans passing game. Like, Cooks is... The only one I would really trust, but it's a tougher matchup against the Colts at the same time that I wouldn't just go overboard now that he's the number one. Maybe Cutie or the tight ends get involved. I kind of have to wait and see what goes on with that situation. Mm. But I I think taking a chance on some of the Raiders guys against the Jets, just because you can pound the Jets into the ground through the air, that that could be a spot, whether it's Renfro, Ruggs, or Aguilar, pick your poison. But I think that one of those guys has a huge game. Yeah, so, all right, we'll, we'll go through that one by one. So Darius Slayton, uh, Dan Dugan for us, actually thinks there might be something wrong with him. 
uh, just like, from like he's not any good. <laughs> no, like he might be masking an injury uh, also because the snaps were a little bit off from what he normally is just usage wise. So that again, and also the, now the other concern compounding that is Colt McCoy. We're talking Joe Flacco yards per attempt out here. Good Sam Darnold level. Like, yeah, all right, he's going to throw five yards at a time. So that even hurts Darius Slayton more. Uh, the second part about that, the Houston situation, QT is going to stay in the slot role. So deep, Play, like I'm not playing him this week, but go grab him. One of my favorite pre-draft sleepers was Isaiah Coulter of Rhode Island. And if you go get him, he's the one that should slide outside to replace Will Fuller. A great talent. His biggest problem is just like being able to separate. But if they're going to send him deep, similar to Will Fuller, it might be fine. And again, I'm not playing him this week, but go stash him just in case. And then lastly, I'm with you on the Raiders. Henry Ruggs has started this uptick slowly. It's not somebody you can trust yet still. Renfro feels like the safest, but if you want to take a dart throw, the Jets are a great team to do it against. Quarterback rankings for week 13. Who do I got here on the injury report? I got Drew Locke is back, so I have him in the rankings. I have Daniel Jones, Lamar, Tua, Foles, Minshew, and Garoppolo all as likely out not in the rankings this week. And then I started doing Maybe the- Lamar. Maybe Lamar, yeah, but maybe Lamar, maybe Jimmy G ends up coming back. Maybe two is thumb is fine. I don't know. Uh, again, t- Tuesday rankings, always a lot of fun. Uh, Mahomes, one. Kyler, two. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Those are my top four. After that, it gets real dicey because I like Josh Allen a lot. The Niners D is pretty good. Justin Herbert, I mean, he just got shut down by the Bills. The Patriots can probably make his life a living hell as well. That's what Belichick does really well with rookie quarterbacks. Then, like Deshaun without Fuller, it's been a noticeable drop-off. He averages, like, oh, half yes. the amount of touchdowns per game without full Will Fuller around. Uh, so that's not great, but I still have him at number seven. Taysom Hill should be fine because he just rushes in touchdowns. Roethlisberger, tough matchup. Kirk Cousins, good matchup. Number 10, you could probably play him. Same as Fitzpatrick. Then you get into, like, the jabronis with good matchups. Cousins, Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Tannehill, Derek Carr. Give him a pass after last week. Rivers has a good matchup against the Texans. Trubisky is eaten against the Lions. Baker against Tennessee. Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Jared Goff, and Colt McCoy. Maybe Wentz should be higher against the Packers, considering he scored more fantasy points than Russell Wilson did on Monday Night Football. But, man, no. I, I can't trust that. He only did because of the Hail Mary anyway. And the, and the rushing yards. Okay, so yeah, some rushing yards. To go back up near the top, the Justin Herbert thing. So something that you and I talked about now four or five weeks ago is the NFL is going to, some at some point, they're going to get enough film and get enough study and start to adjust to Justin Herbert and start to make him make mistakes and poor throws. And if you look at the last couple games, at Miami, Miami's got a good defense, 187, two touchdowns and interception. The Jets... Miserable. They can't stop anybody, even if they had all the film in the world. Three, 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 three sixty-six and three touchdowns. But then, as you just mentioned, against Buffalo with Tredavious White, three sixteen, fifty-two pass attempts, a touchdown and an interception. Stefan Gilmore hasn't been the Stefan Gilmore, but you mentioned Bill Belichick. You mentioned that, you know, if Gilmore's out there, which has always been the problem with Mike Williams being the roller coaster, is he's also going to face the top corners because Keenan Allen spends so much time in the slot. So I'm with you. Justin Herbert would still be inside my top 10, but he's getting to the point now where the league is starting to adjust on him and it's getting riskier than it was. Uh, The Taysom Hill, I will say this. Here's the one thing I'm concerned about in this matchup. The Atlanta Falcons run defense all year long. Yeah, but terrific. It's not. It's not that they have a good run defense though. It's just they they encourage everyone to pass against them because their pass defense is so bad. I'm convinced of this. 
We see this happen <laughs> every year with a couple teams. That teams get inflated like, oh, they're actually really good against the run. It's like, no, they, they're awful against the pass, so you don't <laughs> need to run on them. But here's the <laughs> sneaky thing about the Saints. They can only run. No, no, no. But the thing is, they've, they've legitimately limited good running backs, even with touches. So I'm just saying, if Taysom Hill only gets one rushing touchdown, he drops down to, like, Philip Rivers. Eh, just saying, there, there's a risk. I just, I don't know that I would play him over Roethlisberger, Fitzpatrick, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, now, honestly, I'd put him just down by Ryan Tannehill. Like, that Ryan Tannehill, whether he has a conservative game or a big game because that offense just might not need him to throw – I feel more Taysom Hill for me in that range, despite the fact he has rushed for two touchdowns in two games. Cam Newton was doing that earlier this year, and look what happened to Cam Newton. Those, they're the same quarterback. Sure. The big X factor with Hill, though, is that I don't think that there's anyone on Atlanta that can cover Michael Thomas, that if they do want to go to the air, they can go to him, and he can score some touchdowns, too. Yeah, I still don't trust Michael. I mean, Taysom Hill throwing the ball, honestly. I, I think he can complete the eight-yard slant to Michael Thomas pretty well. We saw that week <laughs> one sure. with Taysom Hill. <laughs> No, sure. I, I, I don't disagree with you, but so this is Michael Thomas' 15-target game. So put Michael Thomas back at number one on wide receiver. Yeah, that, that would just put him on average with, like, Devontae Adams at this point. Hey, Pat, Pat, where's Lamar Jackson going to rank if he plays? <laughs> I, that's tough. Probably number five, I'm guessing, is where I would slot him against the Cowboys because I have Griffin. In at, front of Allen? Yeah, I'd probably play him over. Against the Cowboys? It's, it's, he hasn't been Lamar Jackson. For whatever I'd reason, play Allen still. I didn't even put uh, Robert Griffin in the rankings for whatever reason. Where should I rank Robert Griffin against the Cowboys if he ends up playing? I think he should just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Baltimore QB? Like, would you play... If it, uh, you l- could l- do. Let's say it's no. Griffin. Like, would you play okay. R- Rivers at the Texans, or would you play Robert yes. Griffin? I think I'd play Robert Griffin just... like. No, I put him, I put him at 15 right in front of Trubisky. Okay, that's fair. I'll put him in right now. Robert, Robert Griffin's not a great thrower. No, he's not, but he's sort of like the anti-Rivers, where now that they're like down by the goal line, like, let's bring in Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really getting annoying, by the way. Um, the, the problem with Robert Griffin, though, is also not the runner he used to be. Yeah, He might be... I, I, do we really know what Robert Griffin is at this point? Like when he comes we into games, it's been like, yeah, but he comes into games. Usually it's like the fourth quarter. Like, what's he really going to do? Nothing. He's there to no, mop didn't up. He ha- Am I misremembering? I thought he had a start last year. He had a start last year. Lamar won MVP and he missed a game. I thought Malore just, just sat a game. Yeah. 2000. He sat the last, what was it? It's week 17. We saw him in week 17 when like half the people are sitting anyway. how did he play? I'm going back to check. <laughs> Let's see. Robert Griffin to third. I, I, I have a feeling it wasn't a very good game, and that's why I'm, it's, it's in my memory is that he was 11 to 21 against Pittsburgh in week 17 for 96 yards, ran eight times for 50. That's, a, that's not bad, eight for 50. No, and he doesn't have to play the, the Steelers defense. He gets the Cowboys defense. That's a lot better. <laughs> that is true. Although in my mind, I was like, no, wait, he's playing the Steelers because of tomorrow. Yeah, because of tomorrow. <laughs> uh, tight end rankings for the week. I have Andrews, Irv Smith, and Zach Ertz always likely out for the moment. You mentioned the James Conner thing where he is a, you know, he's recovering from cancer. Um, Mark Andrews is a diabetic, and we've just, mm-hmm. that, there's something to add on to all of this that maybe he doesn't return right away. Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's, it's something worth man- monitoring. If nothing else, you should have a backup quarterback and a backup tight end at this point of the year. 
most years, let alone what's going on this season. If you have Andrews and depending on what your waiver wire is looking like, if somebody dropped Tanyan, if, you know, Jack Doyle or Trey Burton are out there, like I might, I might pick up two tight ends at this point, just in case of what you're talking about. I have Kelsey at number one, hot take for me. I still have Waller at number two and he like actually sucks, but he's number two. Uh, He's Amari Cooper. TJ Hawkinson, Evan Ingram, Dallas Goddard, Logan Thomas, Kyle Rudolph. This is assuming no Herb Smith, by the way. Noah Font, Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper. That's the top 10. Then I got Jordan Reed, Hayden Hurst, Mike Kosicki, Robert Tunyon, Big Zero, Jonu Smith, Jack Doyle, <laughs> Eric Ebron, Dalton Schultz, Jared Cook, and Jimmy Graham. Fun week. I have Jack Doyle in twice. Even better. That's supposed to be Trey Burton, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it is supposed <laughs> to be Trey it, yeah. Burton. Yes. I would say it's Trey Burton. <laughs> yeah. Trey Burton. Sneaky rushing touchdown, Trey Burton, by the way. Did he have another one last week? No, he had a, he had a receiving touchdown. No, no, no. I just, yeah, I just meant that he get. By the way, Jordan Akins, you know, I, I like Jordan Akins. To go back to the discussion about no Will Fuller is you could just see more involvement for Akins for two reasons. Is one, because he's a pass catcher, but they run. They might start running more 12, get Darren Fells back out there again, which just means that Darren Fells is going to vulture the touchdown from him. But, Potentially. Or like, hey, how about that? Pharaoh Brown is actually like playing more snaps than Darren Fells now. Has he gotten to that point? Yeah, I haven't. Put, I haven't gotten to that point of my Tuesday work yet. Uh, well, well, he had. He had been. I didn't look at uh, Thursday's game after I bet Pharaoh Brown to score a touchdown. He didn't. Although he was <laughs> wide open on the first touchdown, they should have thrown it to him. Uh, although I guess it worked out with Duke Johnson instead. But I think that they're playing Pharaoh Brown more now. Like they've done a much better job at protecting Watson. Uh, over the past few games, I think that's directly related. That he's not running a ton of routes, but he's just always on the field as an extra blocker. Yeah. So Pharaoh Brown, twenty nine to twenty eight last week. Fell still ran, it was out there twenty eight, but they also ran six and four routes. And uh, the week so, before, Brown played I think sixty percent. To Fells is like forty percent. Yeah, they were actually both out there more than Aikens. Aikens was out there twenty six snaps, but ran seventeen routes. Yeah. So that's, Aikens would that's be the, the one to play if you're going to play one. I even as bad as tight end is, you can probably find a better option. You certainly can. How about that, Will Disley? We talked about it. Can you guarantee it's not Jacob Hollister? Yeah, it was Jacob. Not that it was that much for Jacob Hollister, but that is a big fat zero in my lineup, replacing Mark Andrews with Will Disley. Someone asked me about dropping Goddard because Ertz is eventually going to come back. I don't think no. it really makes a difference. <laughs> I think it makes enough of a difference to push him down to low end tight end one if Ertz is back, but he's still a tight end one. I would still play him over Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed had what six or seven targets in that game, only caught like two. It's still Nick Mullins at quarterback. So yeah, Goddard still would be. Please do it in my league. I'm dying for tight ends in my 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 waiver wires decimated. And as you can see, I'm I'm trying to find somebody just to fill in for freaking Mark Andrews. You got to pick up your boy Cole Komet. <sighs> he's he's he gets in more fights than he gets touchdowns. I like it. Maybe you get bonus points for that. <laughs> uh, there's nothing here outside. <laughs> God, this tight end's so god awful. Defenses for the week. Steelers, number one. Saints, number two. Miami, Baltimore against the Cowboys. The Bears against the Lions. The Chiefs, the Rams, the Colts, the 49ers, and the Washington footballs at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then I got the Raiders, the the Raiders, the Seahawks, Chargers, Cardinals, Patriots, Vikings, Lions, and Packers. Sneakily enough, you mentioned that the Seahawks Mm -hmm. defense has been playing better. They have really good matchups three of the final four weeks. Mm, Yeah, they do. 
And they're starting to get, as you just saw in that game, some good pressure on top of it too. So if you're looking at a situation, what do the Giants do? Give up pressure. I think Colt McCoy used to scramble a decent amount. It's not as elusive as Daniel Jones is at this point. So I think you can look at them and say, yeah, that could be a very intriguing one. I'm not going back to the Raiders that high. Matt Ryan just showed what we kind of had the conversation about last week. I said, you know, the, the problem with everybody saying, oh, he's been awful without Julio Jones is all four of those games were very tough matchups. And I say very tough despite what everybody keeps to want to yell him at. The Panthers pass defense is good. Stop discounting them. So they uh, just they, proved they, they it weren't, wasn't. They weren't very good against Kirk Cousins. No, so they have it off game. They're not going to be amazing. They're, they're good. I didn't say they were great. I didn't say they were shut down defense. But, you know, he also faced the Bears there without Julio Jones. He just proved that it's not Julio Jones. It was partly, it was both. No Julio Jones and matchups. Just destroyed the Raiders. I know it's Sam Darnold, but I still, I the Raiders had negative points last week. I, I, I can't go back to them that high. They did lose two corners in the first five minutes of the game as well. Like that's tough. They're they're, they're both still expecting not that good. Yeah, but when you lose both of your starters at cornerback, it's going to be a bit tougher in your fast defense. I'm not saying don't use them, but I would absolutely play the Seahawks against the Giants, and I would definitely play the Chargers against Cam Newton, who's going to throw an interception at some point. <laughs> Maybe, but they just run so much. Yeah, and they also Cam Newton also throws 15 passes, and one of them gets and he gets picked off. Yeah, well, at that point, I mean, just play the 49ers. You can go pick up. Like, I have the I did my playoff defense rankings. They're up in my waiver wire column right now. You can find that in the description. Um, rankings 1 through 14 for weeks 14, 15, and 16. I do individual week rankings in there as well, but I just clustered them all together. Um, and I think the best one that you can go pick up, because everyone went and picked up the Browns already, but San Francisco, Washington at Dallas at Arizona, and the pressure that they're generating right now, the Chargers as well. Chargers get Atlanta, Vegas, and Denver. Like, they're not... They're three good matchups, not like none of them are great. I mean, Denver's kind of a great matchup, I suppose, at this point when Locke is slinging it around. The other two are like median <laughs> matchups, which if you're going to be generating as much pressure as Joey Bosa can bring, like that's going to be worth fantasy points. We even saw it last week with Josh Allen. All right. 100%. By the way, Cam, you're going to go back to him real quick. More games with interceptions that he has with touchdowns. Passing, by the way. That's impressive. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> Well, that was a fun ranking. Do you know how many passing touchdowns he has? Two? Four. Four? He's up to four. A robust four he got up to. How many are the running backs? Any? Two running backs? uh, Give me a second and I'll pull it up. I don't have I'm I'm trying to think who caught these touchdowns. Like Ryan Izzo? Uh, Who caught (laughs) them? (laughs) <laughs> I don't think Izzo's been active for most of the games. The receiving touchdowns. Demir, oh, well, the Demir Bird one. Demir Bird had one against the Texans. Did Edelman have one against the Seahawks in that game? Uh, Edelman does not have a touchdown. It's the only people with touchdowns are Bird with one, Harry with one, Burkhead with three, and Jacob Johnson, the fullback, with one. It's a good team, that Patriots. Good offense. And that's six touchdowns, so two of those aren't even Cam. <laughs> Awesome. All right. <laughs> That's uh, us muddling through the week 13 rankings. Once again, I'll have all my rankings updated by day with new news up on dkplaybook.com. You want the quick links? Hit them in the description of this video and podcast. Jake, your rankings come out at midnight or is like the are they pushed today? Because there's no Thursday. Yet. Oh, the other sleepers come out at midnight. The rankings will come out tomorrow. At, oh, wait. No, now it's tomorrow afternoon at three. So tomorrow 
evening-ish. I just I have to wait for game day data. Maybe I'll do them tomorrow and then, like you, just say, look, these are what I'm going to assume before the game. I don't know. We'll see. But the sleepers will still be out at midnight. Well, that's a great thing about the internet is that you're not reading a newspaper, so these things can be somewhat fluid because we're going to need it at this time of year. So thank you all for watching. Follow Jake on Twitter at AllInKid. Smash like, sub to the channel, review the audio podcast, check out the rankings and play in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Open and become a sub at FTN right now for projections, which get updated in real time. Ownership projections, the optimizer. If you're going to play more than like 10 bucks per week on DraftKings or betting, I highly suggest FTNDaily.com with the new discounted package plus code Mayo. It's pretty cheap, not going to lie. Pat Mayo, thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.